do it. Who's the best show here? Jack Show! Who's the best show here? Jack Show! Yeah, that's the best one yet. I am short. Pizza, pizza. Show time! That's how I got hired at Chippendales. Well, you were making egg foo young in the kitchen. I was in the dining room having sushi. It's a little thing tick show, and that's a fact. If you don't like the cast, you can stick it up your ass. Ain't no funny duddies that'll only get bad. Welcome to episode 1039 of the Link Tech Show for Valentine's Day. And he wants to be your Valentine, Joel. Good evening. And Joe's got a package of cards for you. Mm-hmm. I'll be your daddy. Are you ready for Dave's suppository? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and calling in from the mobile command center who's delivering happy Valentine's cheer to everybody, Rich? Or was there? I don't know what the hell happened He to was him. there, here. Holy crap. You know, I had a problem this week. It was really bizarre, and I, I don't quite understand. I'm a little concerned that uh, Thursday I started having just my network drop out, and it came down here to find out it was the Unify uh, USG gateway, and... It came back up, ran fine for a little while. Then it went back down again like a half hour later, um, and it wouldn't come back up. And it was flashing lights on the back, and it was inaccessible. Uh, and I did some research into it, and apparently – Sounds like marriage. Uh, it it looked like the – and it, this was it. It was the power adapter went bad. And you could tell because the adapter has a – little light on it that was like it's a green led in there or whatever and it was flashing it was really hard to see that it was flashing um so i just i replaced it with another one i found luckily from my tp link that fit it and was the same voltage and uh it was working fine and then the next day it happened again um and it happened a few times after that like and the power seemed to be fine it's not registering anything in the logs. Uh, and oddly enough, like, I think that was Friday and then I haven't had a problem since. So I don't know. It, it kind of scares me. Yeah. yeah. And that's an expensive router too, man. Uh, it, it? it was, you know, I guess mid I think I got it for like a hundred and some dollars. So, but it wasn't cheap, oh, cheap, but it's not, not like, that bad. it's like a small yeah. business one, I guess you could say, okay, or, right. yeah. you know, maybe for small business, it's not like, it's a little more advanced than home use, well, but it's not like corporate level. Yeah, considering my mesh router set was 300, that's not bad at all. <laughs> well, how many did you get in that mesh router set? Three. There's three. You know, but but then again, see that one kind of negative with those, and I have to look at the Eros 
because that's probably going to be the next ones I get is the Eros riders from uh, from uh, uh, Amazon. Almost all of those mesh rider systems they'll have uh, on the primary node. They will have one WAN port and one Ethernet port. That's it. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to have a switch sitting right next to that if you if you have more than one set of wired stuff, which I do. So I like just, all. Yeah, go ahead. I just picked up a new travel router. Like I'm literally Ooh, opening it right now. You see, I'm actually looking, probably thinking about getting one of those, just because it's easier. Like uh, for certain things, like uh, if I go into a hotel and, and it has uh, um, Ethernet on the wall of the hotel, I'd much rather use my own router than theirs, because then I don't have to use wacky things like, uh, well... Wait a second, Joel, you got a time machine? You're going to hotels with Ethernet in the wall? Yeah, uh, right? Some, well, I know. Yeah. Some now, still have Some it. of them still have the Ethernet in the wall, and yes, they have Wi-Fi, yeah. but, you know, everybody else is on the Wi-Fi. The can- and- right, right. The Candlewood, the Candlewood had uh, Ethernet in the wall, so, I mean, it's not a rare thing any still, I mean, or... You know, it's not like it's going away, but but the other the other thing I was thinking of too, especially since I have unlimited bandwidth on my uh, Verizon line now, is mobile tethering. The, Good you know, Lord, what the hell is that He's unwrapping. <laughs> shit. He's unwrapping that he's travel router. <laughs> yep, I'm unwrapping this travel router. I'm surprised God you can damn. hear that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I stand corrected. Um, it's it's weird. Is I paid a hundred and thirteen dollars for the Ubiquity Security Gateway, and now okay. when I look at them, I'm not getting away with with I I don't see anything under like two hundred and ninety dollars for it. And that's it, kind it's of shrinkflation. Like, Joe Biden was talking about that. Well, I th- I don't know if they they make it anymore. Maybe that's why. Yeah. And there's another model, but because I see one that's renewed for two ninety five, I could be wrong though. Yeah, those things have gone up considerably. Like I have to look at the arrows. I don't have anything with Wi Fi seven yet, but in my next router, I'll make sure it has it. Yeah, I'm still using Wi Fi six. Yeah, so I don't I. even I don't even use Wi Fi in my house, <laughs> except except for my oh, phone. Oh wow. Everything else is wired. Yeah, I, I could be that way, um, but like it's it's a pain. Now, I will say this: when we built the house, uh, there's white, there's Ethernet in the walls, so I have like all of my uh, mesh nodes are wired. Which, if depending on which system you get, some of the systems now have a wireless backhaul that doesn't run on the same band as. The ether is uh, Wi-Fi does, so it, it it's on its own frequency completely, all right. And the ones I have currently do not. The back, right, if you go with a wireless backhaul for those, then it uses it uses the Wi-Fi network itself to con- to connect and extend everything. Um, so it's not quite as good as some of the some of the newer ones that have their own wireless backhaul, where all your nodes can be connected with a different kind of a network technology between each node. Um, still wired to each of those nodes is still going to be better, though. 
Yeah, I so take like, that back. Uh, my daughter uses Wi-Fi exclusively, but uh, the, okay. only other, the only other wireless used in the house is uh, the, the phones. But everything uh, else see, is wired. Now, and here's here's where uh, Wi-Fi Seven is going to drive the cost up more, even even more. Because here's something I'm looking at on uh, Amazon. They're new. I assume this is brand new because it yeah just came out recently, like this year. They're Aero Max Seven Tri-Band Mesh Wi-Fi Router, which has 10 gig of Ethernet. Which I don't need that. I mean. It'd be nice, but I don't need it because I don't have anything capable of doing it right now. A three-pack. Yeah, you, is, you say that, and and then you get you know your gigabit switch, which hopefully has right. you know that at least one um, five gigabit connection on it to to give gig to all your other ports. Right, but it doesn't. I guarantee you, my switch doesn't have that. They're all they're all the one gig, but um. But this the the three pack is sixteen hundred dollars, dude. Actually, no, seventeen no, hundred. Yeah, no, I'm good. I, uh, same, same. I don't need ten gig Ethernet on it. One is fine because my my internet kit doesn't go faster than that anyway. <laughs> It'd be nice if they had a one gig version of that. I have to look and see if they do. Because I don't want to spend that much money on a router. <coughs> it's like when you're thinking of you know this Apple Vision Pro thing that you know that's been being spewed all over it the sucks. internet. Actually, I'm not hearing it sucks, but I hear people are trying to figure out what the hell to do with it. Um, but if I had that much money to spend on something. It ain't gonna be that. It ain't. Right? If I had four right. grand to spend, it's not gonna be on there. Yeah, the face yes. hugger. <laughs> no, I, I would buy the MetaQuest 3, cause I don't need anything that costs that much, and then, and then a nice MacBook. Or a PC, or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to spend that much money, money, money right now on something like that. I can use the MacBook a lot, in a lot more places than I can, uh, than I can, uh, the face hugger thing. You know, I, I just, like, I watched a video, like, the week it came out, and there's a video of Casey Neistat on his little electric skateboard skating with that on his head in New York. I'm like, are you nuts? I mean, it waxes your peripheral vision for, for the outside world, you know. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting device. Um, I'm waiting for, you know, it's not going to be the best one they ever made because it's the first one they ever made. But there you go. So what I find interesting about that is the uh, when the Google Glass was out, people were very upset about right. that. They were very angry, and, and, and rightfully so too. But I mean, because it, it 
I, I think ultimately that was a nice try at an AR headset. And let, and let's, you know, Apple's not really calling the Vision Pro an AR headset. They're, I guess they're calling it. Oh an no, XR. no, you're missing the point. What, what I'm saying is, people were angry that you were wearing them. Oh, yes. right, right, yeah. Because you had a camera on your face, and they were assuming that you were always recording them or some crazy crap right. like that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and you know, and, and I just, yeah, I remember reading an article about some guy getting pissed off about some, some other guy wearing it, standing in next next to him in a urinal. It's like, come on. Okay, that that is a little creepy. Let's not lie. Consider here. It's that's, got that's a, a camera. little creepy. Yeah. I will say this though: what will come is going to probably be better, in more similar to that, except just better. You know, Wait, the technology is going to get better. It, I, it's got yeah. nowhere to go but up. Would you say yep, it was going to be better? What? The technology of you know what is in the Vision Pro is just going to improve over time. It's going to get cheaper too. Oh, I thought you said will come. I don't. Know. Uh, well, well, no. I don't um, know about it getting cheaper. It is from Apple. True. Well, it, it will. I mean, you know, this is there's a lot of R and D money spent on this one, more than it's going to get spent on the next one. So, I mean. It, it'll iterate and and become cheaper over time, yeah. And uh, and there will be competition too. You well, know. there's already competition. Oh, there is. Yeah, Apple right doesn't now, care. MetaQuest Three is the only one that's really close. So, but I, I think the the biggest thing I saw about them is they said the eyesight, which is that's the display that's on the front, um, isn't very good. <laughs> It's got a lenticular, a lenticular display on it because they were trying to make it look 3D-ish, kind of like they did with uh, the 3DS, the bottom screen on that 3DS. You know, so it, your eyeballs, they're they're supposed to make it look like that you can you know, that you're actually paying attention to the person, are barely visible from what they're saying. So. Not yet seen one in the field. You know, I think they sold two hundred thousand in the first you know, you know, when they uh, launched. So, eh, I'm more excited about the Galaxy Fold. The uh, not the Galaxy Fold. I'm sorry, uh, the Pixel Fold Two, which has only been out in rumors right now. But you know, the rumor has it it's going to go skip the uh, Tensor G3 and just go right to the G4. Because the original one only had the G2, but then I think you, uh, well, you just got the S23, Joe, right? 24. Oh, 24. Okay, so you already have the latest one UI on it. Cool. Yeah, I mean, as long as I keep my phones four, I might as well, you know, right? Get a good one, and they were offering like a decent trade-in price, and. Um, like, um, if you pre-ordered, you also got the double the RAM, so I got, or not RAM, but, uh, double the storage, so I got the 512 gig. Oh, wow. Yeah. You see, I don't know if I would need that. Um. I probably don't need it, but it's still nice. Right. Yeah, because I have, see, I have 512 on my Pixel 6, 
how much of it's used? I'm looking. So, SD card. That's all I want. I got a Note 20. I may never need that. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, um, I Well, have... the only reason I upgraded the Note uh, 10 Plus is because, well... Um, There's no more OS support. No more OS support, and I, I kind of wanted 5G, and right. didn't have 5G. Yep. So... So I have okay. So I have a 512 gig uh, Pixel 6 Pro. I don't, I'm only using 160 gigabytes on it, and that's with me at least once a church service downloading every picture I took in the first first hour of the service. So I mean, it well now granted, once they hit my phone, they don't last long there. They end up going up to uh, photos, photo the uh, the Google Photos. So. My Pixel 7 is 256 gig, and I'm using 77 of it. <clears throat> Here you go. Lots of yeah, room so, so I'd probably be okay with the 256. I'd be pushing, you know, I'd be clo- a lot closer to the top on it. But, you know, I just have to be more cognizant of, of how long photos last on it, you know, yeah. just upload it right well, away. I've probably got, like... 80 gigs of just photos, but that's like, right. I've, I've always transferred all my photos from every single smartphone I've had for like the last 20 years or however long it's 15 years, whatever. So it's a lot of pictures and, um, basically everything else. I don't even put audiobooks onto my phone anymore unless I know I'm going to be somewhere where I'm not going to get any signal right? or taking a long road trip. Yep. Yeah, and I, I, and I always carry my Sony with me. Uh, anyway, my Ace at the Alpha sixty four hundred, which is a good, great camera. Uh, one of these days, I'm gonna have to get some uh, additional lenses for it. I only have a, a telephoto and the the fifty millimeter one that I came with. So. Um, Need a prime eventually. You know, a prime with a fast prime lens should do me good for some of the uh, things I shoot every week at church. Most every week. Last week I was actually in the streaming office, which uh, we used to use a PC for that, but now we have a Black Magic uh, video, uh, like a video switcher. And they've since gotten a, a really nice uh, board to control the, the servo on the center camera. We have a servo on that, um, and it's got basically you can pan real smooth with it. It's really great. And then uh, we also have a, a couple other boxes connected to it, um, one that uh, records it to an SD card. And then uh, the other one is the one that actually streams it out to uh, – we use a, a service called BoxCast. It's a service that's uh, basically focused on serving churches. And the nice thing with BoxCast is, is you push the, the feed to BoxCast, and then you can have YouTube and Facebook connected simultaneously. So all you got to do is get the one stream out to 
BoxCast, and the BoxCast will relay it to those services. That way our service is visible in both places, as well as the church website. So I don't even know what we use. We used to use Squarespace for that, so I'm assuming we still are, but I haven't been tied to that in a while. I don't do IT work for the church pretty much at all. StreamYard does the uh, multi-broadcast, multi-destinations. Yeah, yeah, it does. Well, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people I know use StreamYards the, to go to YouTube and Rumble at the same time. So, but, yep, it, it was, in, the, in BoxCast really grew in among churches uh, right, you know, during the pandemic, it was huge. Um, we had just started switching to it, like maybe the first week or two that they created the service, and that was a little bumpy. Uh, it, early on, we had to make sure we got on on the stream quickly uh, before we basically you could start start your your feed. Well before the started start time, that way you can make sure that you were that everything was going out. And in the early days of Boxcast, you you could not grab a stream real close to your start time. Because I guess a lot of churches started at the same time we did at like ten thirty in the morning. So, <laughs> but it's much better now. It it does pretty good job. So, and the cameras, I think we're, I think we're HD on all our cameras now. We finally have HD projectors too. So. But I don't do the stream too much. I'm usually roaming the sanctuary and getting steps in while I, uh, take, take pictures. It, I love it. It's, it's what I love to do. Oh shoot, I might get another 10,000 step day in. Hey. Were you walking right now? Right now? No, I'm not. Could. Could. But you I'm should not. Get a, you should be on the tread. You get a little treadmill and you can do the show from that. With a standing You know, I thought about that. But, you know, mostly because I have a sit stand desk that I hardly ever raise up, but <laughs> sometimes I do. Like, I might, uh, I think tomorrow we have, uh, might have it all hands, I think. So I probably will do that. I need to actually finish printing the uh, the lid on my wife's uh, Valentine's present. I did show her what I was making her and said, I need to reprint the lid because what happened is the, the last piece decided it was going to warp. You What'd like, you print her? Um, it's a jewelry box that's shaped like a heart. Nice. I, I also 3D printed a gift for my wife, but I, I printed her um, a rather large Godzilla, and then I 3D printed her a, uh, a rose. Nice. Like the Godzilla. Yeah. Did you, so did she. Is she a Godzilla fan? Yes. You see she minus likes one? Kaiju. No, nice. we haven't. She wasn't interested in minus one because... Oh, it's basically just a, like a remake of the original and she wants to see like new stuff. Dude, it's, it's amazing. So 
You got to convince her, man. It is amazing. Well, you have to wait to whenever it streams. It's, it's nowhere to be found right now. Yeah, they pulled it because I, they I, don't I, want to interfering with the new Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla, yeah. yeah. But that's oh, what she's excited to see. She wants to see the Godzilla versus Kong. Are the are are they versus still, or are no, they no, going to be like Godzilla homies now or something? Kong. I think they're together against yeah. whatever that dude is down there. And uh, right, it's the tunnels, tunnels the of doom, hollow, hollow earth, the hollow earth. Yeah, did y'all did y'all watch Monarch? Like yes, the monsters. Did yeah. you like it? I, I haven't watched it, but I do have it available for watching. Yeah, I watched uh, three episodes, and then I, I got busy doing something else. But uh, I want to finish it. There you go. It, that, that, I, I watched put them the all. Link in the- did you like it, Dan? I I did. I got a little confused towards the end about where it actually completely fits in. Okay, my wife liked it. She she she's. Surprisingly, is a is a kaiju fan, mm. and she doesn't like science fiction at all. But, <laughs> but she likes monster movies. <laughs> wow! So there's there's the I, the there's the uh, link to the Thingiverse file um, of what I made my wife. Yeah, it everything's done except for the there's a frame for the lid that the two inserts go into, and that frame decided on one side it was gonna it, it was gonna warp up a bit and uh the same thing actually happened to the box but not near as bad it's barely noticeable in the box itself but uh so i must have like a draft or something where i have that sitting or or there's just an issue um with did that particular use, area did you use a wood filament and what did you do i i actually have a gold silk filament okay so it looks really nice um i hope i have enough to print the frame again <laughs> Once I print it, I'll give it to her. But like I said, my my wife is not super into Valentine's Day. Um, you know, we do stuff for for each other like all the time. You know, it's like like she got. You know, my wife um, is one of the lucky few where she works that still gets a profit sharing check. So we get that we got that last week, and she took me shopping to get more clothes because my bought my you know because all of my pants just didn't fit. You know, they were like super baggy. So it's like, yeah. So she. Well, when she, you lose like forty pounds in a couple of months, right? Well, it was thirty-five in the last ninety, I think. So nice. yeah, yeah. So and I'm 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 still still losing. I I I tend to like try to maintain over the weekend. It does not always possible. Um, although last weekend I tried this instead of. Uh, and we were ordering like a 10 inch pizza, just me and Luke, and we'd split that. Alright. And I ain't gonna lie, I can eat a large pizza if I wanted to, but, um, I just shouldn't anymore. And, uh, oh, so I, last, I already know that last, tomorrow I'm eating a whole large pizza by myself. <laughs> last week, well, see, you're not eating anything else the rest of the day though, are you? Oh, no. I'll be eating. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm also supposed to be going to, um, uh, a dinner with my wife. So the pizza is at lunch oh. at work. And I know, I already know I have a problem with pizza. If you put a pizza in front of me, bad You're things gonna are going to happen. That's and then I'm right. supposed to be going out to dinner, uh, <laughs> for a function with my wife after work. So it, it's going to yeah. be a high calorie day tomorrow. So 
What I did Saturday, though, was I ordered a 7-inch pizza and a sub. And uh, that 7-inch pizza, we each got three little squares because they counted it like tavern style because that's what they do in Ohio. Uh, or Columbus, anyway. So, yeah, that's what I – I ate three little pieces of pizza and a half of an Italian sub. So it was good, though. <laughs> it was good. But, you know, I still kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, what Fridays and Saturdays are my most dangerous days. Um, uh, but lately though, uh, dude, my, my son's been working, but my wife always goes with him during their food DoorDash. Which actually, that's more common than you think having two people go, uh, because, uh, well, it's also handy too, cause you never know what size of order you're gonna get. So if you get like a, like an order for 13 pizzas or something, you're gonna need help carrying those in before they, or they're gonna get destroyed, you know, so. I took my wife out to eat, uh, we had the lunch special at this local steakhouse. That was good. Then we, was that we the went, early bird special, Dave? Well, that was the lunch special. I, I, you had to eat between 11 and 2 or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, and then uh, we went to a couple of thrift stores, and I ended up getting two 25-inch Dell monitors and a 24-inch Acer monitor for $73.50. All total? All total. That's nice. Run that by me one more time. Hey, I got getting what? two 25-inch Dell monitors and one 24-inch Acer monitor for $73.50 total price. That's not bad. Yeah, I got the Acer for three dollars and fifty cents, and it was uh, thirty-five dollars each for the other two deals. That's not bad. So was it? Uh, I need to go sculpt CRTs. No. <laughs> wow. They can't give them fuckers away. <laughs> yeah, you have to pay. Like here, you have to pay like twenty-five dollars. I think it was for a, to get rid of a CRT monitor. Uh, we've got a our landfill has a dumpster just for electronics and you can throw CRTs in there all day long. They don't care. Really? No, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to have some uh, lithium ion batteries. I got to take to the e waste too because uh, you don't want to just chuck those into the trash can. I'm tempted though. <laughs> yeah, I got a ton of those. I got I got a ton of batteries. I gotta get rid of soon. Sorry. I will say this. Um, our good friend Link sent me an LCD for my uh, Raspberry Pi. It's a like cheap Chinese thing. Uh, it, it's not even 1080p, but it's fine for the Pi. And last night I was dicking around with it, um, and I found out. Well, it has its own like USB-C supply there, and uh, my battery, uh, the battery I have. Um, I have one of those Anchor 737, uh, which has two USB-C ports on it. And I tried powering both. And it worked for a little bit, but I think uh, after some point, the the current drops on the one with the monitor, and the monitor drops out. So I don't think I can do it that way. Um, I'm kind of trying te- – was kind of testing that because one of my ideas for this screen is I'm going to build a cyber deck like, toward, like in 2072 – Based on the Pi 5, and I'm going to mount the screen in a lid of uh, like a Pelican case, and then I'm going to have like a, a travel router, uh, 
and uh, the Pi in the bottom, along with enough battery power to run both uh, the screen and the Pi 5. So, and the nice thing about the Pi 5, uh, if I mount it in there the right way, I can – there's a power switch on it because the new one has a power switch. So it's not there's no no just yanking the cord anymore you know or flipping a switch after you turn it off you you just uh you you it goes to, I think it goes like the LED will go red when you turn it off and then you can just tap that and then we'll start again so it's 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 pretty great and I and I I have the official case with that and uh, the CPU uh, cooling fan they have with it, uh, well, that you can buy for it, it will not fit in the case, the, the official case, along with the fan that's built into the case. So you have to take that part out. So uh, you can probably go with either that fan or the cooling fan uh, and a heat sink. So you can, you can do the heat sink on top of the CPU and then just use the fan that's built in the case. It plugs into it too, so, and I also have the real time clock too. Uh, so the uh, the battery for the real time clock. So it, I'm real happy with it. it runs. I got Ubuntu on it right now. Uh, probably what I'm gonna stick with it. Ubuntu runs really well on the eight gig version. But I guess it could put uh, Raspberry Pi OS back on it too. So it is a desktop replacement in your mind. It well, it depends on what your requirements are. Um, 80, Eighty-five tabs in Firefox. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, they, I don't know about that, but um, I'll have to try how see how many tabs I can get on there before before it bogs down. Uh, but I did try like streaming like um on YouTube. I tried like a four K. And it does drop frames at 4K with YouTube. Now, I think that's just the combination of, uh, the, the, the Wi-Fi or Ethernet connection going at the same time as trying to play the video. Um, now, is this a video, but, is this a video you downloaded and played with FFmpeg or something? Or are you no, using no, a web browser? This is a web browser for YouTube. Okay. Alright. So, um, now I did switch it, like, one tick down below 4K, and that plays pretty smooth. That's 1440p. So that usually, it, it, that's if the YouTube video is in 1440p. There are some, uh, but, uh, uh, or at least 4K. If it's 4K, then it'll, it'll scale down to 1440p. But, um, 1080p, perfect. I mean, 1080p is perfect. The 1440 is not too bad either. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, whether I use 1080 or 1440 using this LCD because it's uh, not close to HD. So <laughs> it's like 1300 something by 800. So, um, but it, it, it actually has speakers built into it too, which is pretty handy. And I mean, they don't sound the greatest, but you know, good enough. If you're just sitting there using the screen. Speaking of speakers, uh, I've got yep. a uh, 98 Nissan Frontier piece of crap that, that's still running. I mean, it, it runs great. Wow. And, uh, but the, the, all the speakers on the left hand side just do not work. They've never worked. 
And my son-in-law drove it for a little while, and he tried to fix it. I, I tried to fix it weekend before last, in, and I couldn't get the door off. I mean, the, the door panel completely off. I, 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 everything but one step, and I, I couldn't get the door handle off. I didn't have the right tool, so I just gave up. But I put a uh, – a, a, I forgot who my – the Toshiba – Surround sound speaker in the back and wired it up uh, today, so I now have stereo. But I, I did that for two dollars and fifty cents, so <laughs> it fits the truck's personality. So there you go. You know what I would have done, Dave? I would have just got a Bluetooth speaker and throw it up on the dash. I tried it. <laughs> I tried it, and well, it, the, the stereo didn't have Bluetooth, but I fixed that. I got I got Bluetooth in it, and I I did try that, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't happy with that. <laughs> the anchor sound core wasn't good enough, huh? <laughs> I, di- I didn't try that. I, I took a speaker that I didn't mind leaving in the car. And, uh, oh, I get it, I, yeah. I tried two different ones, and I, I wasn't happy with the sound. Uh, not not driving, but uh, the other thing I'm happy about is that the NVIDIA kernel driver team got, got that bug fixed, so I can reboot my server now. There you go. <laughs> how how long, when, when did they have it fixed? It was fixed Monday. Okay. So, uh, that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, counting the weekend, it was like five or six days. So, it was Did just... you just throw it right out the window then and go back to Windows? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then today, uh, there was, a, I guess yesterday was an upgrade to T-Mux. And uh, messing with these new monitors I got today, I, I, I rebooted my laptop. And when I started up my T-Mux session... On my on my laptop, and my my the terminal I use is uh, URXVT, and uh, it gave me all the, for the first time gave me all these funny escape codes at the prompt instead of colors. So it was it was barfing every time I'd fire up a, a TMUX session, and uh, so I did a, a a Pac-Man update command, and there was a new a new version of TMUX TMUX same problem. But uh, bottom line is, is I've gone. Five or six years without setting the default terminal in my tmux.com file, and uh, that's all I had to do, and it's fixed. Why it barfed starting today, I don't know, but crazy things happen, huh? Yep. Now you're happy. I'm I'm happy now. It's the way it should be. Whoa. I love, love, you know, Yeah, I have to say, like, one of the most annoying things that I experience on the OS X side, and I never have this problem with on the Linux side, and is that I will, I will be working, and, and so we get, we get updates forced on us. Particularly security updates, like the policy at work. And, and, and it's usually like you have the opportunity to defer it three times. But invariably what happens is I'll defer it three times. And then the next day during our stand-up meeting is when it wants to update, right? <laughs> and, and it says close all your applications and it's going to update. And if I don't close all my applications, it doesn't update. 
because it can't close. Like, it's just weird thing. Like, if applications are open, it somehow can't close them so it doesn't do the update. And it's like, what the hell? This is OS 10? Yeah. It, it, it's just really weird. Like, 70% of the time that happens. Sometimes it just starts closing them and restarts. Other times it's just like, I'm sitting there like, okay. Even if I close all the applications and tell it, okay, it just sits there and does nothing. And I have no idea if it updates huh. or not. That, like, I that, never have a problem updating on Linux, but no. on OS 10 it's crazy as in, shit. In Windows is even worse. I mean, Oh, I don't. I I yeah. wouldn't know, Dave, because I haven't touched so, the Windows machine. Right? Are your Mac? Years. Are your Mac? The only reason I I have that yeah. is, yeah, I got. I told y'all four or five a month ago that I still had a uh, Windows virtual machine because I thought I needed it for TurboTax, but you can do it on the web. So I got rid of it. The Here day the day after I got rid of it, my uh, youngest daughter, who's in dental hygiene school. Comes home from school like at five o'clock, and she's she's got to have this software installed by you know by the end of the week, and it's like a Wednesday. And hold up, only- hold up, hold up! Before you continue your story, let me just ask you one really quick important question. Okay, is TurboTax free? Uh, yeah. Okay, that was it. Yep. Okay. Uh, anyway, she had the to web this- version's free, isn't it? Like, there's there's certain requirements. Yeah, you you pay to file or restrictions, like. Isn't right. there like certain like if you want additional like certain features, those you have to pay for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, but they, just they, the basic filing is free. Yeah, you're going to end up spending fifty, sixty dollars for it. You know, the, the it's file. better than what you're paying at H and R Block. But yeah, please continue your story. Yeah. Anyway, she she needed this software st- installed. It didn't run on her Mac. It only installs on Windows, and uh, but she was getting conflicting advice from the professor. Professor saying. You don't need to, you know, it, it, you don't, it doesn't matter if you don't have Windows. You, you can still do the assignment. And, but at the same time, the assignment was telling you, you have to install this software. So I, I had to set up another virtual machine and I did it on a, on a computer back in this room. That way she could sit down and use it when I have to use my laptop. And she came back the next day from school and bottom line was she didn't have to install it. So I got rid of it. But there you go. installing it, you had to go through the update process and it's a pain. So, so Dan, on your work laptop, are you on Sonoma yet? No. He's not. Uh, okay. Sounded That's weird. About it. No, wait. What was the one before Sonoma? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I haven't looked back since they let me upgrade. <laughs> uh all right, let me see here. I'm gonna get. Oh, I want to know. Uh, I want to know the latest. Okay, Sonoma. I th- actually, I think I'm on Sonoma's the latest, and it was uh, Ventura. I think I'm actually either on... Ventura or Monterey. I have to double check. I might be on Monterey. There. So we're not. We don't wow. have like. I know it's fucking crazy. It's like they they manage the systems and they don't approve OS upgrades until like everything is thoroughly tested. And I'm like, you know what? 
I don't use the shit that you like. We really? don't use the stuff that that they. There's nothing that that they would be testing that, that would test prevent for, right? us for using. The problem that I keep running into though with um when we do the upgrades is stuff like virtual box and like. Virtual, the virtualized right. technology systems. Virtual box is a big one. That's always a pain in the ass when, when there's an upgrade for, just for some reason, it seems like it's not until like six months later that everything, they get their act together and it works the way it should right. be working. Well, you use um, that to, you use that to help build your images. No, uh. We use that to help build your images, right? No, not really. Um, not anymore. We use, we use basically Docker. Oh. For building the images and, and, and the images are always built in CI. So okay, all right. it's on, it's on, uh, it's on a GitHub runner that's running Ubuntu right. with Docker installed. And that's how we build, like locally, we still build the image. Locally, I'm using Rancher desktop because Docker desktop is pay. And I wish they would really spring for a license. Right. Rancher desktop is great. Money, right? yeah, yeah, Rancher desktop is is like great for 95% of what I do. There's just that last 5% and it happens to be particularly with setting up um, local development for our WordPress VIP instance that requires Docker desktop uh, and Docker Compose and all that stuff, the, the tools that they use. And there's just this little, like, one th- couple things that aren't compatible in Rancher Desktop or weren't the last time I tested it. It just wouldn't work properly. Um, but other than that, Rancher Desktop works great uh, for what, what I use on a regular basis for building images locally. Um, yeah, but... Uh, when when I do when I did the last upgrade, it's one of those things where I got to do the upgrade. They got to figure out what all the problems are. And they got to document the problems so the rest of the team can upgrade. Because then you know they they end up with those problems too. And when they have the problems, they come to me and say, "How do I fix right. it?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I'm not running that version." Like, uh, what was it? The one guy he got the um, see that M one What? Good luck say? there. Well, he got the M1 Mac, and there was good luck there. You're not gonna yeah. get him as, as say good luck there. <laughs> yeah, he he upgraded. He got the M1 Mac, and VirtualBox wouldn't work right on it. But luckily, the uh, Vagrant that we were using for right. VIP local development, well, luckily, unluckily, um, could do it with Docker images. But you had to have Docker Desktop, and so he's kind of using. Well, I'm not going to say anything more about that, but let's just say the only way to get it working was using Docker Desktop <laughs> instead of <laughs> Vagrant right. uh, with VirtualBox. Um, I guess Parallels would work properly, but at the time, VirtualBox was it. working on, on the M1 Mac. Um, shit. Right. Uh, you know, and, and also, I did lie. I did see, lie. I, see, I haven't even tried to put a VM on mine. Well, you should. I, I did lie, and... and uh, and the reason why I, I'm I kind of stalling to mention this is that I did mess around with Windows 10 a couple of weeks ago. And that was specifically because my daughter had a Windows 10, uh, one of those cheap Windows 10 laptops that she was using for school. And I guess she's in a business program. And there's like a requirement, like they're running certain things. And I'm like, well, can't you just use the 
online version of Office and stuff like that. And she's like, no, I'm online. So I wasn't going to argue with her. So I did install. She had a license for it. So I did install it on a laptop, but I had to pull the image down. And I'm trying to remember what what the, what I had to use to create the bootable SD card. Uh, it's a, oh, what is the application? It's a weird name. I know what you're talking about. Uh, uh, like Quicken or? N- no, it's, um. You burn an ISO, right? It's, you take the ISO, uh, what is it? Burn Windows 10 ISO to USB um gosh what is it is it muo make maybe i don't know oh vent 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 toy uh, yeah vent toy that's what it's called and it worked great it's uh um what is it yeah vent toy is a I mean, I guess it's just like a, a image burning software. It took care of everything. Um, and it, and as far as I know, it's uh. open source. Uh, V-E-N-T-O-Y, a bootable USB solution. I had not heard of that. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, Ventoy is awesome. I, I use it. I mean, I had to, I had to reformat my, um, server twice this last week. But uh, on my Ventoy stick, I have both uh, Windows 10 and Linux Mint. And it's as easy as once you get it formatted and it works, it's as easy as dumping the ISO on there and then it will automatically show you all of them at boot time and you okay, can pick whatever I'm you want. I'm going to have to do that because I got no, a big so, fat ass thumb drive that, that would work perfect for this. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you have like, um, an, an external hard drive that is, you know, absolutely freaking huge, you can use that and right. put as many ISOs as you want to on there. I'm gonna have to do that. Yeah, I think that <laughs> just, that was it. I, I, I think I did try initially to just try and DD the, uh, image over on, and it didn't, for some reason, it didn't work. And then I was looking around and it said, use Ventoy. It's, it's a lot easier. And oh, I, Ventoy. I did. Yeah, Ventoy makes it simple. Yeah, it was super easy. <laughs> I was like, is this all you have to do? And it worked great. So. I'm gonna say, well, the last few, um, times I did a new Linux install, like when I installed uh, uh, Manjaro on this laptop here, I used uh, Belina Etcher, but now I'm going to look at Ventoy, especially since I, I have, uh, like, I think I have a 256 gig uh, um, thumb drive somewhere. Uh, I have a one terabyte, uh, one of those SanDisk ones, uh uh, that connects the USB-C, right? Uh, which works really well. I love that thing. I just wish I had a bigger one. Uh, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy one for that. I, you know, thumb drive. I don't want to hear the camera. He says, I wish I had a bigger one. Um, well, who doesn't wish they had a bigger hard drive? Anyway. Damn. Um, yeah. <laughs> Dan doesn't Dan believe in storage. Don't, don't hard drive people. He, he has to steal Pop OS thumbsticks from Linux Fest, right? 
Well, that's what I do. But Puppy Linux. <laughs> Puppy Linux. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will also give credit to, I've, what, in the past couple of months, I did a number of different Linux distribution installs. And, I mean, Slackware has always been relatively the same, and, and it works great. All of them, including Slackware, were head and shoulders above, like, installing Windows. Oh, yeah. Or oh, even yeah. OS ten installation. It's just, I, they're so nice and... And I, informative and easy and and pretty and the other one like Windows installers suck. It, 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 when I you install this. a Linux, I was gonna say when you install a Linux distro, not only do you get the OS, but you get a full Office suite and a graphics editor, all this stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm with you well, on that. But well, you're not happy with Notepad and Microsoft Paint. Yeah, you you know what. It's funny you mentioned Notepad, but on Windows, I used, used to use Notepad++ quite a bit. I really haven't found something that I like on Mac OS that does the same thing as, as Notepad++. Plus Plus, oh, as Notepad++. Plus Plus. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. I have Sublime Text. I have BB Edit. Um, a few others. Visual Studio, Studio Code. There you go. That works too, actually. That's a really nice editor. It really is. I hate to say it, that that is a good option. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it works on there um, real well, actually. But it, work, that, it works on Linux too, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I I might have used I might have used Linux to to build the firmware for my old because uh, uh, I put um Marlin on my old uh, CR10 uh, Mini. And now, since I got the Smart Pro, I haven't fired it up in ages. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but speaking of, like, I, I mentioned Pop OS, uh, I would really like to support System76 at some point. I kind of want to buy one of their desktops. Like the desktop we saw at, uh, I don't know if you were oh. at, uh, Delio um. ones. Yeah. Moss uh, sent me um, a System76 Kudu 3 with a broken hinge that I'm going to be fixing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, the Thelio uh, desktops look fantastic. They're beautiful. I always just buy ThinkPad. Yeah, I know. I'm cheap, too, with a lot of things. But you get you get a Windows product key, too. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> if create if Adobe would ever support Creative Cloud on an OS other than uh, Windows or or uh, Mac OS, I'd be there. I think there's room because you know Linux is 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 great. It's you know when I can install a complete operating system plus an Office suite in less than five minutes, I'm I'm happy. Now, I enjoyed the, the Arch install. Well, I enjoyed the Arch install better than any Windows install. Well, Majara uses their own installer, though, right? I don't remember what what it looked like. <laughs> I'm gradually getting used to Pac-Man, though. 
I don't install a lot of things on it on my on this laptop though. Yeah, I just pulled down Visual Studio Code just to tarball for it, and it works great on, on yep. Manjaro. On Arch, you can get it through the Pac-Man AUR too. Oh yeah, but, yeah, Arch AUR. So weird. Yeah, didn't it? Remember when you used to you paid like tons of money for Visual Studio, right? And now well, it's like it's just, Visual Studio Code is a little yeah, different. Yeah, I know, I know. But, it's a little yeah. different, but. It's pretty versatile. Yeah, I mean, we used it with uh, Ansible quite a bit uh, on my old team. Uh, now I don't touch Ansible, but <laughs> at least not yet anyway. Maybe someday. But, yeah... I'm gonna have to build a desktop at some point, just because either build a desktop or buy one. I don't oh, know. Man, I don't know been, what I'd buy right holy now. Holy shit! It's been almost like 20 years since I built a desktop. Damn. That's why I want to build one because it's been that long for me too. <laughs> well, it's like, well, like like I was talking talking about the with the, our new teammate today. Uh, I've been meeting with her daily, um, and he said the last desktop I bought, I bought probably, I would say late nineties. I, I will say that the desktop market, like DIY, build it yourself desktop market, is, is becoming a bit more niche because mostly laptops will do everything that you want. It is. And so That's it's true. like it, it's gamers and enthusiasts, and even the gamer right. market is kind of shifting to those those, those gamer style laptops because you know you right. can get the newest graphics card in them, and all you're losing is upgradability. And that's well, that's what's awesome about you know building your own desktop well, is upgradability and the ability to put in a lot more storage. Yeah, that's there's that, but the, but here's the other thing too though. Um, even desktops now are, are using some of the laptop technology. Most desktops I know, uh, most uh, motherboards I'd look at for a build have M2 slots on it. So yeah, well that's that's yeah, I mean, for speed. yeah, yep, speed as well as you know you can just put like like if those could be your OS boot drives drive, and then you can put in a spinning disk with storage, you know, mass storage. Yeah. Because because right now spinning disk is cheaper than SSD for that. Yeah, but the price is coming down. They are. It is. Are graphics cards still hard to get? No. That that ship has sailed for the people uh, doing cryptocurrency mining. Yeah, the prices have come way way down on graphics cards, and the technology actually started moving again because, like, during the time right. where everybody was using them for uh, mining. It didn't matter what they brought out. People were buying it, so they didn't care to, you know, upgrade their technology. But now things are moving along much more quickly, and yep. graphics cards are available to, to be purchased. I mean, I I'm not going to say they're cheap, but they're a lot cheaper. Right. And I don't think it's just... Uh... Uh, NVIDIA anymore either. I think great, uh, AMDs are finally bringing out some decent yeah. GPUs now. 
decent GPUs at usually a better price. So your price to performance is usually better with the, the AMDs. And then Intel is trying to break into that market, but I haven't heard much about them recently. I know that they're still in stores and stuff, but I just don't know if they're any good. Oh, I thought I thought Intel was trying right. to break into the gaming. Market. Yeah, I'd like, like to, I'd like to a decade ago. They they haven't really made any inroads, have they? <laughs> well, not really. I mean, their their new Arc Arc GPU is a little bit better than anything they've ever had before, but it's still not anywhere close to what uh, an Nvidia or Radeon car could do. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Intel's going for the the budget market when it comes to their graphics cards. I I, I just know that they're starting to make graphics cards. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, it's like if you're gonna build a computer, a desktop, like you better damn well use it for something. Yep. Yeah, because if you're going to invest the money to make it, buy and build a decent system, you better be gaming on it or something. Right. Just well, I don't like, do, I don't do much gaming on mine. I do a little bit of gaming on mine, but mostly mine is like, right. you know, a multi-purpose server. I mean, it yeah, runs that's everything. Kind of what I want to yeah. do. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. Well, yeah, I, yeah if, I, what I mean is you just don't want to build the system and, 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 you know, you know, browse the web on it. Run Mumble and browse the web. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, for me, it would be a mass storage system, you know. I'd put, like, a big four or five terabyte drive in there and, and be done with that, you know. Yeah, uh, but if that's all you're doing, then you could get away with just, you know, getting yes. a NAS box. Right. Yeah, a pre-built that's NAS the box. other thing. That's the other thing, yeah. So, I mean, like a QNAP or, or um, what's the other one? Um, shit, why am I, it's escaping my brain what it was. But I remember back when I was actually getting, like, stuff to review for, like, not any money, when uh, HP had sent me one of their uh, their uh, Windows Home servers. That was a really cool little box that uh, I'm trying to look see if anybody's installed uh, uh, Linux on those yet. But that was... The way the Windows one was, like, if you, if you, like, I had, um, uh, the old, uh, Neuros, uh, TV thing, uh, the Neur- Neuros OSD, that thing, that we gave away a couple a long time ago. And I had it record with, with the, and with that mount point on, uh, that server, that home server, a TV show off, off my cable. And then when that was done, it immediately started transcoding it to something I can play, like on my uh, on my PSP or something. I think I forget which what, what I encoded it for, but it was just really great. And I know you can do stuff like that with Linux now too. So yeah, I mean you can do that with Plex. You can set Plex to automatically yep. transcode stuff, and I yep. think you can set it to um, if you have a some kind of cable card to record live oh, yeah. TV, but I'm not sure on that you one. Can. Yep. You can. Yeah. Yep. I forget what Pat and Dan used, Dan Fry used to use. They, they're the ones that did the, uh, 
uh, what was the? What was that called? Myth TV. Yeah. Myth TV. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was that the, the one miscast. that um, got sued out of uh, out of business because? They, no, they, that was. Um... They had the antennas, and so they were getting around the cable companies, and. No, that was well, a. Wasn't uh... that the, that was the. That was one of the cards that they used to use, right? Something like that. No, there was a there was no, a company a that made a box that you could buy, right. and I think it had like the Myth TV software on it, but they were circumventing like broadcast regulations or rules yep. or something, yeah. and then they got shut down for doing that. And the way they got around it was they had like one central building in one location, and as long as they had one antenna for every one of their boxes that was yep. set up, then it was perfectly right, legal according that. to the way the yeah. law was written. But I can't remember the name of the company. Air, was it Aircast? Maybe. That doesn't sound right. I remember this, but I can't remember the name. It's it was like a big story for a little while. Yeah, I can't remember it either. I mean, I mean, who records anymore anyway? Though I mean, nowadays it's like, you know, when shows my show, RSS, like, just you know, make it yeah, download automatically. Well, I don't do that, but because that, like, uh, that would be illegal. Right? <laughs> uh, but I do uh, like um. Uh, when the good doctor comes back, uh, I'll be, which is its last season. I'm going to watch it on Hulu. I don't watch it. I don't watch it live. I just oh, watch it on Hulu. I think T-Mobile is offering like a free year of Hulu right now. Yeah. Well, I, I get, I'm trying to think if I get mine through Verizon. I can't remember. But, you know, it, it's just. Maybe it was our Aircast because I'm looking at Aircast.app. And it has a picture of a like what looks like a piece of software. The one of the things on it is a personal RMTP server as a destination stream. I don't know, but like a what one of the things that I really need to do at some point though is I need to get a uh, 4K uh, Blu-ray player like a drive for a. Preferably USB because that's what I have. Because um, I do have some 4K uh, Blu-rays I'd like to rip, so so I can get some 4K streaming on. Right now everything is either uh, 1080p on my uh, media server, or I still have some DVD rips on there too. Stuff I just haven't bothered to go buy Blu-rays for. But do you, have you guys ever bought a bought? Well, Reddit I know probably, but have you ever bought a digital download like a, on a Amazon or yeah. YouTube or Wait. Google TV? What do you mean, like? Well, I've you can buy videos on Amazon before. I, I right, but like um, I bought, I bought I just uh, watch them on Amazon. Right. I bought the Hunt for Red October uh, on Prime Video for like four bucks in HD. And it's yours until they say it. 
Or until they terminate the service, one of the two, you know. Yeah. Same thing. I got several on Google TV as well. I, I know that there were a couple of times where I um, bought DVDs. With the digital download, right? That had the digital download, yeah. That's the only way. You know what? If a, if there's a regular Blu-ray or or DVD and one that has the digital code, I buy that the digital code one too. But ninety percent of what I watch watch is streamed. You know, it's kind of. But more and more, I'm starting to buy want to buy Blu-rays. And rip them so I can always watch them because one of the most annoying thing is like like for example if you have Paramount Plus because of the Star Trek uh, TV series that are on there I mean they're all there uh, but they just took all the movies off of it like the original uh, TOS and the TNG series don't know why but I had them on Blu-ray already so they're ripped on my media box. Because every once in a while I'll fire fire up one of the old Star Trek movies and watch it. Uh, what's the your media server? What's the software called again? I I, I know it, but I can't remember. I use Open Media Vault. Yeah, uh, that's what I use. On my, I have that running on a Raspberry Pi three, believe it or not. Um, and uh, with that, I've installed a. Uh, uh, Portainer, which uh, does Docker containers, and then I have uh, MB in, in a Docker container on that. So all I got to do is uh, when I set up the, the container, I got to add my drives, uh, the mount points I want in there, and then once they're once I boot it up the first time, I look where the media is, and it goes and it and it does a pretty decent job of making all the metadata and stuff for it. But I do have some like I have a. Uh, DVD rip of season one of Battlestar Galactica, the the new one, uh, the newer one, I should say, which has now been over for a while. And for some reason, it wants to call it some some weird French movie, Bertles and something. I don't know. It's weird. I don't, and I ain't figured out how to get it to need to call it the right thing. I tried fuddling around with it for a while, trying to figure out how how can I get it to tell me Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, well, I don't really watch those ones that much anyway, because if I want to, well, it used to be on Peacock, but it's gone now off Peacock. Was, was it a device that had popcorn time installed? No, Cody used to have pop to- popcorn time. Was Cody it, got, you know, they got slapped a lot. Was it a was it a device then that had Cody installed? I think that it was. Somebody it was. was selling. Well, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of those. Yeah, but you you could you could buy these pre built Cody machines, and it was just like having free service. You know, it, 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 and the reason they got slapped is because they they made it. You know. You still can. They made it super easy. You know, you you didn't have to 
You didn't have to know how to do You could just buy the device and you could watch anything you wanted. Yeah, there was a company that was selling them and they got in trouble for yeah. it. And that was, that was, that's what I'm thinking. I think it was Cody Bay. I forget what the company was called though. Yeah, it was, I think there was a lot of, a lot of copycats doing the same thing there. Yeah, yeah, like last time I went to the fair, there was literally a company selling those things. Fair? What the fair? The one little fair booth, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. You used oh. to go to the, the flea market fair. down here, and you could, you could get them. The state fair. Oh. Yeah, oh, I, I, got, I, got, I got my new travel router set up. Nice. Right. Yeah. Which one is it? Of uh, the GL INET um, twelve hundred. Hold on, I can look that up for you. Yeah, the GL SFT twelve hundred from GL INET. Okay. And it has 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. And it's doing, um, <clears throat> what, pass through pretty well? Acting as an access point. So it's not setting a DHCT, DHCP table of its own. But when I want to, I can just pack it up, take it with me and change all the settings and have it ready to go. It's um, got OpenWRT built in, so I can, and it's already set up to be able to do either a VPN or um, WireGuard. You got a link to this, Joe? Oh, um, yeah. Oh, let me oh. let me grab that, and I'll, I'll I'll put it put it in there. I mean, it's a little bit more than the last one I bought. This I think the last one I bought was like fifteen dollars. But you know, after I put it through its paces, it, it, it after I actually did something difficult with it, it died. So I need a new travel. Hopefully, router. hopefully this one is much better, and it seems to have reviewed well. Yeah, I'd like to get one too. Mostly, probably the biggest thing I want a travel router for would be to. um, Thanks, Joe. So I can, so I can use uh, my. uh, I have one of those. uh, What they call an MMVM. MMDVM. It's basically multi-mode digital voice uh, mode uh, computer for the lack of better better words right now so it's got a little scd a little board very similar to like a raspi zero w and a, a two meter rate or sorry 70 centimeter radio and that's how i use use uh my handheld with uh with that to uh to do the uh the digital voice stuff on amateur radio well when i go to like a hotel or something i can't hook that up to the wi-fi uh, at all. So if I had a travel router, you know, as long as long as I had a way to make sure that uh, there wasn't like no uh, front end on that, you know, then that then I could use it from the room. So technically, I could use like uh, my hotspot on my phone. That works. 
uh, and I have it. I have it. My hotspot on the phone is the same as my two uh, two gig uh, network here because it uses two point four gig Wi Fi instead of the five. Um, at least the one I have. Uh, what I may do um, at Dayton Hand mentioned is uh, there's a, co- a company called Bridgecom Systems. Uh, they 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 have uh, boards and stuff you can buy where uh, basically it's the same thing. But I also have Ethernet on, so I could just plug it in somewhere in my house, and that'd be the one that's permanent. I'm on in my house, so. But I still like the portable one, and that's what, like uh, I can uh, fire that up in my car. Uh, I have the uh, full OnStar package, including the 4G in my uh, Traverse, and uh, it works great in there. But from when I'm in the hotel room, not so much. So, but I guess technically I probably have another router somewhere that I can I can just take with me because it's not like Boss a in a bag and use. Yeah, like I have my old uh, Asus one that I had. Uh, the whole reason I went mesh network years ago now uh, was when we were at the apartment. There were so many access points in that apartment building that the only way I could get a decent Wi-Fi signal throughout my apartment was if I had a mesh network. Yeah, well, my whole house is covered by by the wireless router that, you know, I have in the house. But uh, there's a couple of devices that just don't do all that well in my garage with the router that's inside. But it's literally the farthest point away, and I do have wired internet out here, so the the access point that I've set up will be helpful for those specific devices that have trouble staying on my other Wi-Fi. Penguins are getting their ass kicked tonight. Oh, oh, um, it is almost time, so I did want to, you know, mention the, 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 the Samsung Galaxy S3 thing. So, uh, they didn't really announce this until, you know, after I had put in my pre-order for the, um, S24 Ultra, or I didn't see the announcement, but, um, they, through software ha- have made it so that you cannot connect your S3 watch to um, any phone made in 2024 or later. Why not? Oh, they said it's just too old. It's not providing, you know, um, all the services that uh, a newer watch would. So essentially they're saying buy a new watch. So I need a new watch. A new watch, huh? Yeah, eventually I need a new watch. Well, I like my Pixel Watch very well. The only thing I well, the only thing I wish Google would have done is really keep Google Fit as the focus, but they didn't do that. It's Fitbit now, so yeah. since they own Fitbit, um, I have the premium plan, which is good. You know, um, for what to use it for. I, I want the heart rate tracking. I, I want the the workout tracking and the step tracking. Yeah, speaking of the workout tracking, uh, lately um, it used to be I would just plug in uh, what I did on the treadmill right into Fitbit, and that's how I would count the workout. 
Mm. Lately, I just I just been hitting the treadmill button on the watch and going with that. It's not. There are issues like today was actually fairly close. Most workouts can be between like point point oh five and point one miles off. Uh, so it it just depends on on uh. I guess how you swing your hand or something. I don't know how it figures out how many, how much work at work you, but the thing I like about using that versus, uh, just plugging it in because it also tracks the heart rate at the same time. So I know how hard over how hard I worked out and all that stuff, which is important if I'm trying to burn fat too. Right. So Gives I've you that lovely twist. sense of accomplishment. Yep, yep. Well, I can look like a well, and, it, and I love when I when I, when I walk outside. I absolutely love it because it does uses the GPS for the tracking. And uh, last Thursday, when I got back from uh, the uh, workout thing at church, I ended up going for like a two mile, almost a two mile walk, just for the hell of it. <laughs> And it was it was pretty cool because you could see the map uh, where on the map in the Fitbit where I walked. Yeah, that can be interesting. And I know some people like to make uh, interesting designs with their workouts. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just I just walk you know uh, around the neighborhood here. I think one for one point I'm going to try doing a walk from uh, the house to program back. That's about four miles. I know I can do it. It's just doing it yeah well i actually went for my first bike ride in a while yesterday because you know i always had excuses oh it's cold oh i'm tired oh whatever whatever right yeah you know yesterday was not too terribly cold it was in the 40s i went out and i hadn't been in a bike ride for a while so i i did a five mile bike ride almost six mile bike ride but oh my gosh my allergies almost murdered me that sucks yeah you got stuff blooming already down there Um, this is texas um evidently the mold allergens which i have an issue with were moderate yesterday and that just kind of kicked my butt Mold and cedar seem to give me a problem, and that seems to be a problem where it's, you know, humid. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. But, but what? Here, here's one more story, quick, quick story. Yes, we two, do. Two, two weeks ago, a Thursday morning, I believe it was. I was on my way after my workout to the pool, and I pull into the aquaplex. And my horn, like, I'm like, why is my horn going off? I'm like, what the hell's wrong with me? I keep bumping the horn. And I didn't think much of it. And then it happened a few more times after that. And it was really weird. And then finally, I I couldn't go in the morning anymore because they don't open till 7 a.m. They used to open at 5. Like, I go over my lunch break on a Tuesday and Thursday. And last Thursday, I'm going into the Aquaplex. Every time I make a fucking right-hand turn, my horn goes off. So, like, I'm turning into the Aquaplex in the parking lot. There's people standing around. And I'm just, like, like I'm turning to go into the parking spot. And it's like, uh, 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 uh. 
<laughs> like people are looking, I feel like such a jackass. And I'm like, oh my god, this is embarrassing. And and I was like, I had it all planned out. I was like, I'm gonna go after after my swim. I'm gonna hit the Hamp Seafood Market and pick something up for lunch. Uh, make it for lunch and and be happy. And I'm driving down, and every time I make a right hand turn, the horns going mm-hmm. off. So like people, like there's a guy in front of me that that turns right, and then I turn right after him, and the horns blaring off. And I'm like, I feel like such an asshole. So finally, once I got the Hampton Seafood Market, which again, of course, the horn went off when I tried to make a right hand turn, uh, while as I was parking, uh, I I got out and pulled the fuse on. The- <laughs> on the horn it's like <laughs> it's so fucking embarrassing man i gotta have my mechanic take a look at that i don't know how to fix yeah. that like every time i turn right the horn goes off <laughs> stupid all right i'm gonna play this out what go ahead, go ahead just say, here, here's a fix for it my, my wife when she was in college her uh, her first car was a 1980 chevy citation it was a piece of crap that they made them for two years <laughs> and uh it had been wrecked and and the horn was just two wires and so she wanted to honk the horn she had to like you know put her cigarette in her mouth then drive with the drive with her knee and touch the two wires together <laughs> I, I put a toggle switch on it for 98 cents so all she had to do was flip the switch so that's what you need a little toggle switch for your horn momentary switch yeah yep beep, beep. there you go all right here we go. Happy well, Valentine's Day. That, that, that's your Honda, that though, right? Yeah, 2007. That's a little old, man. <laughs> yeah, it runs great. You know, it. You it's know, just you say things. that, but Dave, Dave said his car is from '98, <laughs> and yeah. my car is from uh, 2001. So yeah, I got a '98, I got a 2010, and a 2012. Well, well I, guess, I mean, it's just a weird thing, does. but it still runs great. <laughs> anyway, we got, I got to play this out. Uh, five o'clock comes real early. Uh, I know Dave's got to yep. watch the kids tomorrow. So here we go. Your promos. Oh, maybe I am not. Short. Well, oh, oh, God. There, there it is. Sorry. I don't know why it was delayed. Yeah. Here we go. I am short. Oh my god, it's Hacker Public Radio! Hacker Public Radio is a daily podcast by the hacker community for the hacker community. If you're interested in technology, creative thinking, hacking, Linux, or any kind of computer, that kind of stuff, you should listen to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.com. My name is Matt, and I've started a new podcast called Libre Quest. I talk about Linux and general technical topics. To get the show, visit LibreQuest.org. So we can paint anything we want? Anything at all. How about if I paint your fine ass? Mm, yeah, with my tongue brush. Shut up. Just shut up. Daddy has a gun! It's over. You were making egg foo young in the kitchen. I was in the dining room having sushi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
It's a suppository time, Dave. No. <laughs> There's no good answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he always does his suppository before the start of the show. Oh, is that it? That way you don't hear how much he enjoys putting it in. <laughs> He's yeah, always yeah. constipated. <laughs> like, the flavor tonight is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> The flavor is ass. What'd you have for for lunch, Dave? Right. Well, because it was a lunch special, because my wife did not want me to spend more than necessary, I had a six ounce sirloin, a baked potato, and a salad. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Even on Valentine's Day, she didn't let you splurge a little. No, no. Nah. You couldn't get any appetizer to go with it. Nah, we we don't do that. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, if I go if I go to Texas Roadhouse and I am on my birthday, we get probably get our get fried pickles. Love fried pickles. And a six ounce six ounce sirloin and a sweet potato. All right, folks. Yeah, I get it too. Get you, you said that you had lost a couple of sizes or something. Yeah, two inches. Six, yeah, you said just, that. Well, really, just one size, but okay. yeah. You, you said two inches, but you didn't say you had to buy new pants. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I still have. Well, actually, what I need to do, and I'm going to plan on doing this weekend, is mag up. Hey, Dan, I was clothes. in your neighborhood for like a week. No, actually, a couple. Oh, there you are. I need to back up them old clothes and take them to to the Goodwill or something. I don't want to tempt myself. No, Dan almost had to buy a new pair new pair of pants, but uh, when he had to take that crap in that dugout. Joel, if you're <laughs> busy, I know where it's going. Where, where were you, Rich? I was in uh, Millsboro, Delaware. Delaware, that's a ways from away from him. Yeah, but I, I drove through Dan's neighborhood. Well, maybe that maybe that's what happened with this dishwasher, right? <laughs> Who's dishwasher? Well, the the saga of your dishwasher. I, oh, I was yeah. just was that has that ever been resolved yet? Yeah, no, I I got I got it, I got it. Uh, I think the we last bought thing, a new one. I think the last thing I said, I got the, somebody left a. A date pit in there, and it got stuck down there, and I had to take it apart to get it out. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I I just used a, a shop vac to suck it out of the filter. Once I go. got the bottom off, it was a pain Actually, in the ass. I did the same thing with my dryer vent because we had a our dryer has Wi-Fi. I don't know why. It just does. All right, and an app. I didn't buy it because of that. I bought a good washer and a good dryer. And um, in the app, it kept telling us there was a problem. It was telling us the problem venting. So um, because I'm too much of a weakling to do it by myself, uh, mostly because that bastard's heavy. Um, I had someone come and fix fix the hose from the back of the dryer to to the to the house 
that still didn't fix it. So what I ended up doing, um, Amazon has, uh, there's a couple things out there. I actually recommend you get them. Uh, there's like a brush tool for the dryer. I'm talking about for the vent going from the wall to the outside, right? Um, so one of them is a, uh, like a vacuum cleaner attachment. You can use it with shop back, which is what I did. Dude, fact, you're, I had you're to, no, no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. You just threw yeah, some firecrackers yeah. in there. Nah. So. <laughs> I, you know, I, the whole idea is to avoid the fucking fire, okay? <laughs> but, um, so, um, and I just went from the outside. And since I was sucking, I figured it was, it's not gonna cause a problem. I'm not gonna push it back into the dryer. That was right. There was a big old wad of, uh, um, lint in there. So it's just gonna be something I, I do on a regular basis is go clean out that, that vent and, but I, I will say this. The one thing I absolutely hate doing is hooking up a fucking dryer because it never it goes as smoothly as it should. Ugh. It's a closed dryer. All right, so what you need to do yeah. is you need to yeah. 3D print a quick coupler for it, and that'll be perfect every time. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I'd have to go get, get some pet G, but yeah. <laughs> you're talking about for, the, uh, the, the outlet hose, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is a pain. Well, it's it's just it's 2024. You would think by now they 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 make it make it better. Yeah, but magnetic. It, it's not. No, no, yeah. No. What, what's yeah. wrong with you? Well, actually, it, they do have that magnetic. Yeah, uh, look up magnet. Well, you talking yeah, about they, so? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I know somebody's printing like magnetic dust collector duct type stuff. So, basically, it's a whole bunch of neodymium magnets, and uh, so you can quick connect hoses together. Right. Yeah, that's that. There's something called a mag vent, and it basically um, it has the vent hose, which has the normal like bare end, you know, that that you use the little hose clamp on the back of the dryer, right? And then, uh, like the um, Magnetic um, anchor, like basically a ring that goes around where the where the hole is. Which I'd have to figure out how, how to make that work because my vent is vertical. It goes basically it goes up and then has one elbow in the wall and right out. So it's, right it's out. fairly short run. It's fairly short run. So, sounds like your home was designed poorly or poorly constructed. Well, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Um, but anywho. Um, so you put the little adapter with, uh, on the part that connects to the wall, and then you have this hose. You pull, put it on normally, and you then you pull it out. And because of the magnets, if you're at all close, it will line up properly and just attach. So magnet, look at that stuff up. There's also some, also some other things too, but I think one other thing I may do. Um, they do have new. Like when when we take these things out to the to the you know and get rid of them, buy new ones. Uh, which lately, you know, that's what, about every ten years because they don't make washers and dryers worth their shit anymore. Um, Speak quick. Yes. <laughs> um, 
the new the new ones uh there are new ones that you don't have to vent and i don't mean just the standard electric ventless i mean they have them now where instead of a vent you have a hose and it's essentially a heat pump so it basically de i guess dehydrates your clothes <laughs> same thing really but not to mention the fact they now got them where that does both at once and i could probably probably buy two of the washer that combo and then we can do two loads at one time or make one my son's and one ours because my son washes two loads of laundries every fucking day i don't know how one person uses that much clothing and towels and stuff but he does I guess it's better than stinking. Uh, I got a gift from my friend Link in the in the mail uh, this week. I got a uh, LCD from my Raspberry Pi Five. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I'm like, you didn't have to do that. And he's like, no, I want I want to bless you with 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 something. And I'm like, okay, early birthday present. My birthday's not until April, so. Now, what what Joel didn't tell you earlier was that when he lost a couple of inches, that was on a botched bris <laughs> where he was getting nah. circumcised. They took a little too Damn. much off the top. Fifty years ago, dude. Anywho, uh, congratulations. No. Joel. You say the boy yeah, had great. like coke glass uh, eyeglasses? Yeah, I have. I have a goal. Which y'all know I'm over 300. It's easy. I mean, you can just look at me and tell. Um, but my goal is to be under that That's by, great. Se- by September. That's probably going to happen because I'm only like 21 pounds away from that. So, which so Joel, what's the secret? What are you doing? Portion control. That's the, that's probably the biggest thing ever. You know. Like, instead of just taking the box of wheat thins and pouring it into a bowl and eating what I put in the bowl, I count out a serving. There's 15 crackers in a serving. That's what I eat, if I eat that. You know, otherwise I'll eat things like uh, carrot. Carrots, I get a lot more, obviously. But less calorie-dense things. Like, like uh, my, my go-to meal at Chick-fil-A now is the grilled nuggets with the kale crunch side, which is... Better than you think, but that all said and done is less than 500 calories, and that builds me up, and I'm starting to get used yeah, to not to eating as much. I knew how to do it before, but, you know, I just didn't. Oh, oh, let's get this show going. Where's Chuck? Yes, sir. I don't know. Is there a storm in Texas? Snowstorm? They almost thought they were going to get one here, but they didn't. Holy shit, Rich is here. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. for you, Joe. Dave was about to Rich, give everybody his chocolate suppository. <laughs> Rich is having I, lots of fun with his bamboo printer. I do like my coffee. But um 
I don't know how much I'm going to be on the show tonight because I am also working right now. Oh. And hey, did you hear what they did with the 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 Galaxy um, S3 watches? Uh, I did not. Uh, you can't use them on any phone made this year or later. Wait, can oh, you, uh, yeah, you want to wait till we start the show? Oh, okay, okay. Wait, shit, I forgot what I was doing here. You've you done it a thousand times, Sam. I know. I don't know what I'm doing. Ah, uh, here we go. Uh, 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 okay. Like 1,039 times. One thousand. Yeah, it is 1,000. Come on, Joe. You can't take away Dave's thunder. Dave, what episode <laughs> is it? A 1,039. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you only needed, needed Somebody's not here. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Thank you. <laughs>